built the world's most dangerous escape room, and if this contestant can finish it in less than one hour, he wins $100,000. Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton. And I'm Kelsey Weekman, and you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. And yes, today I am rejoined by none other than internet culture reporter extraordinaire, Kelsey Weekman. Kelsey, hello. Welcome back. (laughs) Oh my gosh, so happy to be here. Great joy of my life. I'm so excited that you're here. I, from afar, am truly one of your biggest fans. I'm always just like, oh my gosh, look at Kelsey doing big things. I'm I love this for her. I'm just a girl. I'm just a girl. Okay, but you're my girl, and that's what matters. If y'all listened to last year's episode, Goodbye to All That 2022 Internet, then you heard Kelsey tell us what 2022 internet trends should die, and there were so, so many. So many. Um, on that episode, I asked what your first internet memory is, but I never asked you the other ICY, my standard question, which I'm sure you're familiar with, which is obviously, was Jesus canonically hot? And yes, there is a wrong answer to this question. Unfortunately, I know like the literal Bible verse that says that he is not. So I know that he's not. However, I think that he is a Nepo baby. (laughs) It's hard to surprise me with this answer. And that was a surprise. Like you were... (laughs) The original Nepo baby, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the original. We know. His we dad do. was God. You His think? Literally God. <laughs> like, so true, queen. So Thank true. You. Jesus <laughs> is a Nepo baby, which just honestly makes him less hot. Let's be real here. Right, right. But, you know, the influence, the power, it was definitely there. Beautiful. Thank you. The energy is already incredible. I'm so glad that you're here, not only for giving me an original answer to that question, but for doing me a huge favor today. Like you are, you're truly doing the biggest favor today because (laughs) today you're going to be explaining an internet phenomenon that I could not understand less if I tried. I'm talking about um, YouTuber Mr. Beast. During our conversation last year with, of course, mutual bestie Moises Mendez II, you mentioned that you're a scholar of this man, Mr. Beast. I am. And I'm sure, you know, as an internet culture reporter, you understand that there are some trends that you have to opt out of understanding just to get through the day. Like, you're like, I have to know who Alex Earl is and Andrew Tate. And also yeah. the fact that Twitter has a view count that's so fucking <laughs> ugly to look at. I can't also understand what this other fourth thing is. Right. <laughs> So what this all means is that I don't know who Monsieur Beast is. That is what we're getting to. And right. I'm I'm really happy that you're here to fill me in on who, what, when, where, why he went to Antarctica with everybody else this winter. Um, <laughs> he did. Oh. Anyway, after a short break, <laughs> I'll be back with Kelsey and we're going to dive deep into the trials and tribulations of Mr. Beast. And we're back with BuzzFeed internet culture reporter Kelsey Weekman, who's here to tell me who the fuck Mr. Beast is. So my first question is, who the fuck is Mr. Beast and why is his name Mr. Beast? What? Oh. <laughs> what? Kelsey, please tell me my crops are dying. I know. I. So Mr. Beast, he is a 
24-year-old YouTuber. So young. He has, I know, he has, like, this sweet little face and then, like, the patchiest facial hair you've ever seen. So it's, like, really hard to tell (laughs) how old he is. Like, to Mm -hmm. me, if I looked at him, I'd be like, hmm, 31. No, 24. Um, He's a Taurus. Do with that what you will. Um, The first thing that always strikes me when I'm watching a Mr. Beast video is that his voice sounds just like Jerry Seinfeld meets Jojo Siwa. We just landed in Antarctica and we're going to survive the next 50 hours here. We're literally at the bottom of the... And he is a... He's a stunt philanthropy YouTuber. He's also the most successful YouTuber there has literally ever been. Like, any way you shake it as far as, like, subscribers and also, like, earning potential... So he just has a lot of power and we'll we'll unpack this, but he does the same kind of really short, very expensive, high quality, stunt, crazy YouTube videos all the time. And he's really good at it (laughs) and people eat it up. They get more views than you could like ever imagine. Oh my god, you said many things in that first answer that I am currently mulling over. Like, JoJo Siwa meets Jerry Seinfeld. And then you said stunt philanthropist? Yes. Which is, you're saying a lot of combination of words that were not in the Bible, which you know (laughs) as a scholar of the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, Here, I will break down stunt philanthropist for you. Like, both, he does both stunts and he does philanthropy as if it's a stunt. So, say, I was just watching a video of his that was the person who keeps their hand on this jet the longest gets to keep the jet. And it's all these people who have like good causes they're supporting. Um, and so they are all competing. They're doing a stunt so that they can win. And he's going to give them the the jet or he'll randomly just give $100,000 to a person on the street. He'll let someone borrow his credit card for the day. Like he does nice things with money that are also like very dramatic stunts. Okay, I have many questions. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the historical one, so we can right. set the groundwork before I get into the real question, which is why. Um, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> how long has he been doing this? You said he's 24. So I was gonna say that means he can't have been doing it for long. But then I remember people start posting videos on the internet at the age of eight now. So right, he might have right. been doing this for 16 years. No, he, he's been doing this since 2012, so over 10 years. He was 13 when he started. And he here's one thing I like about him is that he failed for a lot of years. He was not <laughs> popular until 2017. So you've got a five-year period of, like, okay. adolescent flopping, which <laughs> is really nice to see as a mm-hmm. fellow adolescent flop. Um <laughs> But in 2017, he went viral. Like, he went, he went viral a while before. He made enough money to kind of quit his job, whatever. But his big first video came around that time where he counted to 100,000. And that was the whole video. And it got just absolutely hundreds of millions of views. I'm about to count to 100,000. You don't believe me? Just watch this video. All I want to say is just tweet the video out, share it with, you know, maybe Keem or Scarce. And if you're a YouTuber, just help a guy out. I mean, think of the pain I'm about to go. Screw it. Let's just, let's, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh my God. So this video of this man counting 
And truly just counting, wearing the same shirt in the same seat for a video on YouTube that is 24 hours long, but in all actuality took 40 hours long, currently has 27 million views. If you're wondering who would watch that video, the answer was me. Um, I specifically remember seeing it and going, there's no way that this man just counting for literally over 40 hours could be interesting. And it wasn't. But it's like one of those things where you're like, maybe I'll just look at this. And you're like, oh, no. (laughs) But I clicked. I sure clicked. He got me. So That leads me to my next question, which is this video came out in 2017. So was this when you first started following his online presence? Was in the year of our Lord and Savior 2017? Yes. 2017 (laughs) was also my first year as a full-time journalist. Um, I wasn't an internet culture reporter, so I have no excuse, but (laughs) I will say that I was collecting data. Um, There were a lot of of people kind of, I guess, like that at the time who did all this crazy stuff for views, uh, like the Vlog Squad, Dude Perfect, um, all these other People who are just trying to replicate jackass in like varying degrees of insanity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this was like a pretty standard thing to see. So is is this what a typical Mr. Beast video looks like? Is him just counting to 100,000? So he's gotten a lot better at making things entertaining. Part of the reason why he's so good at YouTube is because when he first got successful, he literally hired all of his friends and had them do research on all the popular YouTubers. And they like took notes on what they did to get views, how like their thumbnails, the the length of their videos, the the editing styles. Like they they basically just studied how to replicate a really successful video. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so yeah. you start you start with, you know, the the easy, stupid stunt. And then as the money rolls in, they get more complicated and they're really well produced. And now you'll see that in a regular video of his, it starts with him screaming an introduction. So immediately you know what's going on. Very high energy. A lot of crazy stuff happens. And then you just kind of like go through it in this highly edited, only the most interesting stuff fashion. And then it ends after like 12 or 15 minutes. And you've just felt like someone like smacked you in the face repeatedly (laughs) with content. And you're like, oh my gosh, what just, like it took, I feel tired. Like I didn't move and I feel tired, but it's very entertaining for a certain demographic of like, I was about to ask, who is watching these videos? Who is who is voluntarily being waterboarded with content? <laughs> waterboarded with content is exactly how I would describe it. Um, men, to start. <laughs> well. um, so let's start there. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, I was just looking at the demographics of his channel, and it's like predominantly 18 to 24, but then like a shocking amount of people who are 24 to 35. Like way more people who are in their late 20s, early 30s than you could imagine. There's like a silent majority of <laughs> Mr. Beast fans tuning in. <laughs> it's the people who just want to click. They just want to see what's going on. I don't think that they're as devoted. I think his most feral fans are children, but he's makes fascinating. Sense. It's like watching, like, you know, baby sensory videos for children mm-hmm. are like very yeah. flashy and like stimulating. <laughs> Those are for like toddlers. And this mm-hmm. is like a baby sensory video for like an 11 year old. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like yeah. high octane chaos, ultimately not harming or educating anyone. 
just kind of there. Okay, I was going to ask because there's a genre of stunt YouTube video that involve that definitely involves harming other people. There, yes. There's the prank YouTube genre that I abhor. Yes. Mr. Beast does not do that, correct? I'll give you an example. For instance, Please. one of his most popular videos is when he buried himself alive for 50 hours. I'm going to spend the next 50 hours buried alive in this coffin. Probably the dumbest thing I've ever done. Boys, seal me up! Welcome to my coffin. I have a camera here, here, and down by my feet. What we just saw was Mr. Beast, who is, you know, a blonde 20-something, laying down in a glass coffin, to be clear. It's glass or plastic. I don't know what material is. It has to withstand several tons of dirt on it. So it's pretty it's pretty strong. In this coffin is a bunch of supplies. I'm assuming food, I'm assuming water. I'm assuming something to keep him alive. Yes. And then the coffin's in a ditch. It's just in a ditch. And then his friends are standing outside of the ditch shoveling dirt on top of him. That's the video and it has millions of views. Yes. So we've we've exited the 27 million view territory and we're in 228 million territory. Like it is <laughs> massive, massive views. So there's the kind of video where he does things to himself, but then there's the other genre of he basically is like a game show host and he has a whole bunch of people come in and do crazy things. Not necessarily dangerous, but like you can tell he's, like, delighting and making people do, like, weird and slightly unpleasant things. So he's Jigsaw. <laughs> I don't think there's any lesson, though. <laughs> Not to be The lesson is you get a jet at the end? <laughs> yeah. You get a jet or $100,000 or just recently he gave an island to his, like, 100 millionth subscriber. Um, an island? An island. Actually, he didn't just give it to them. They had to compete for it. So it's like a reality show. Like, I, I'm always concerned about the consent involved, but it does seem like this is not worse than Survivor, I guess. Okay, but, yeah, I was worried, but this sounds like Fear Factor, which is yeah, produced Joe Rogan. Make of that what you will. Mr. Beast has been on Joe Rogan, but that's a different, <laughs> that's a different story. What do you mean he's been on Joe Rogan? I thought I what what are the politics of Mr. Beast? Let's get into that. <laughs> That's actually he's pretty vague about his politics. He is very committed to remaining in Greenville, North Carolina and producing all of his content there, keeping all of his stuff a hometown endeavor. Um, he is very, very, very big Elon Musk fan. Always has oh. been. Um just like vanilla bland, which I think is very strategic. Because oh, undoubtedly. He, can you imagine? I, I was just, sorry to keep being like, I was just watching a video. Obviously, I was watching a video. It's my job. <laughs> um, I was just watching a video, the Antarctica video, where he and his little gang went to Antarctica to survive for 50 hours. And he's trekking through this blizzard and he starts doing a Shopify ad read. You can't convince me this is Earth. And while we climb this mountain, I want to tell you guys about Shopify, a platform that makes starting a business incredibly easy. Shopify helped me turn my YouTube channel. And it's like, wow, he's like, no one's actually in like mortal danger. This content is very interesting. I'm sure the ad people love him. <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm sure they do because he's not saying anything offensive. Right. And on that note, we're going to take a short break. 
uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask some more questions to Kelsey, most of them being, why? <laughs> Perfect. And I'm back with Kelsey Weekman, who's here to answer so many of my questions about Mr. Beast. I realize we never answered maybe one of the most basic ones. What is his real name? Oh, Jimmy Donaldson. Are you fucking kidding me? His name is Jimmy? His name is Jimmy. Props to you, Jimmy. The only thing I know about Jimmy, the only thing I knew before this episode... And this was, I think, the moment I fully decided to tune out anything Mr. Beast related was when Squid Game was popular. I hopped over to Twitter and I saw someone pop up and say, I'm going to run a real life Squid Game. Who wants to join me? And I thought, I'm a, I am I don't need to know anymore. Some, yeah. some, some things are not for me to know. And that's one of them. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's come to the point where I must know. What did he what, did he really do that? He did. He did. Um, it's a million dollar video. Like he spent a million dollars on the video. And by he, I do mean his sponsors. <laughs> he gets his money from his videos, from the sponsors, often directly like this person paid for this whole video or, you know, this is going to eventually take care of, of the cost of the video. It's it's not entirely his money. Right. So he spent a million dollars on this video. He pro- He makes you know, several million dollars a month in returns <laughs> from this video because it gets so many streams just in like AdSense revenue, just from putting ads in the YouTube video. So pays for itself, but it is a very well-produced, it seems like it should be on Netflix. Like it is actually that well-produced. It looks like an episode of Wipeout, actually, if that's like <laughs> relevant in any way. I recreated every single set from Squid Game in real life. And whichever one of these 456 people survives the longest wins 456 grand. Um, but there was a lot of chatter with people saying, okay, you seem to have missed the entire point of Squid Game, which is that you... <laughs> you are delighting in making people compete for money. And that is just bleak. So I know you just told me how he gets his money, but I'm going to need you to... Tell me more. How does he get his money? How much is he worth at this point, would you say? Prepare yourself because this is upsetting. Okay. Um, we know that he is the top earning YouTuber in the world. He finally dethroned that literal child toy reviewer. Who's <laughs> That's <for> so rude. <laughs> I know. I like, I can excuse a child making millions of dollars for re- yes. reviewing toys. This is just annoying though. Um, it's through, through AdSense. He gets a ridiculous amount of views on his YouTube videos. I read that he makes like seven to eight million dollars a month, like at least just literally just through ads on his YouTube videos because hundreds of millions of views are rolling in. He gets somewhere between like 20 and 50 million views a day. Like, YouTubers are lucky to hit 1 million views on one video. Like, it is a Mm -hmm. genuinely, like, startling amount of content of his that is being consumed. Um, And so he he gets a lot just, like, very naturally. He could could stop producing content and make enough money to live the rest of his life just by, like, letting the ads roll. But then he also has a ton of sponsors. Ton of sponsors. Everyone wants to pay him to do an ad because he is... 
very, very, very PG or G-rated content he's putting out. And then, yeah, people are just investing in him. Like, he... He's basically just, like, printing money Mm -hmm. (laughs) at this point. It's like when certain people have so much money that they can invest millions of dollars into a single video and know that they'll make it back in, like, 20 minutes. It's honestly disturbing. Yeah, disturbing is the perfect word for it. Uh, So his sponsors, I mean, he seems, like you said, pretty family-friendly. No one's getting harmed in the course of this video. Who were his sponsors? You mentioned Shopify. Are there any other major ones that I would have heard of who were investing in Mr. Beast content? I need to know. Oh, it's like Honey, the, you know, the one that so many YouTubers have that's like save money on, you know, coupon Mm -hmm. Chrome extension, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then TikTok is one. It's big companies. It's not yeah. just like. Here's I mean, a- when you said TikTok, I was like, "Oh, he really does have family friendly content because yeah. TikTok does not take a chance on anything that could have no. been anybody." Right, right, right. Um, and that you know, he's not driving a motorcycle into a pool like David Dobrik. Or David Dobrik would never do it. He'd make someone else do it. But- I was like, let's be clear here. David Dobrik <laughs> would never put himself in danger. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He would like threaten someone with a flamethrower, but never like be on the receiving end. Um, whereas Mr. Beast would like pay someone to chase him around with it. There, are- he has a big series of like. <laughs> The military, the FBI, uh, bounty hunter hunting him down. Oof. I gotta say, I did I did watch all of those. Wait, what do you mean? Hunting him down. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm clickbaiting you. I feel I'm like he doesn't need any help. You keep mentioning things so casually. I know. As if it's just normal. What do you mean hunting him down? Like, it's a game of hide and seek? Like, where yeah. does he... What do you mean? Like, okay, how okay. does this video start? How does it end? That helicopter is carrying a military squad. And it's going to land right over there. If that squad successfully hunts me down before the end of the day, then get this hundred grand. Run, run, run. Get it, get it. It starts with him in a field. With a little bit of a head start. Or it starts with him in a warehouse with an FBI agent tied up. It's like all of this drama, all of these, you know, cinematic, like theatrical, like I'm I'm running away from the cops now. And then he gets in a car and he drives away and they have to hunt him down. And it ends with him getting caught or not getting caught or learning a valuable lesson. He does not learn a lesson. I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, in this video, he pays three military guys to check him, to go after him. And then if they catch him, they get more money. So what does that mean? I mean... That he's supporting the military industrial complex. Exactly. Exactly. Canceled. And that was an ad for the U.S. Marines. Just kidding. I, I have mean, no idea. That's basically what Top Gun was. So Mr. B should get in on that, too. Right, right. I'm sure, you know, speaking of Top Gun, I'm sure Scientology would love him. Speaking of Scientology, are there any major Mr. Beast controversies or is he just wholesome at this point? So, yeah. So his what he has in his favor is that his controversies are largely from when he was in his late teens, early 20s. And people love to dismiss that as like a childhood mistake when he was like, you know, fully an adult. As early as like or as recently as as 2017, he has said the F-slur on Twitter. He's made jokes about being gay and has... There are just some also, like, 
unsavory jokes, like the the video of him counting, he has up on the screen, there's like a frequently asked question of, quote, who's the Asian guy in the background? And it's like, you really didn't need to say that. <laughs> um, you, uh, It's just not very tactful. Um, and when you specifically the Atlantic did a story on this in, I think, 2018, and he, his response is basically like, I, I'm, I'm not offensive. I don't really you know, please just write a nice article about me. It was literally like what, what the quote was. Um, but now he, anyone asking has to go through his uh, his PR team who says like, oh, he's very, very sorry. He never should have said that. Like he knows there's no excuse. He's also been accused of kind of creating a, a hostile work environment um, or just not an ideal work environment really. Basically, he was accused of, by his former employees of berating them whenever things didn't quite go his way. This was in 2021 that the story came out. So it's like the kind of scandals that are off screen enough people forget about them and that are reliant on either like a random screenshot from what feels like a million years ago mm-hmm. Or someone's testimony that people can choose not to believe. So he is really just not considered controversial by the the wider subculture, I guess. People kind of think of him as like as perfect as you can be. In my small amount of research for this episode, I decided <laughs> yeah. to Google Mr. Beast just just to see what would happen. Right. And here's a sampling of recent headlines that come up when you Google Mr. Beast. <clears throat> Yahoo Finance says Mr. Beast wants to IPO Mr. Beast Burger and Feastables. Uh, Snopes, is YouTuber Mr. Beast renting out Disney World for a video? Futurism.com says Mr. Beast hopeful that science will let him live several hundred years. And then Insider writes Mr. Beast delighted a food reviewer's wife by following her on TikTok after her husband made a viral video saying she was a huge fan. Why, Kelsey? (laughs) We, oh, I, I turn to you and I ask you why. Listen, <laughs> I neglected to mention his uh, all of his like merch and business endeavors that also make him money. Specifically, that headline about Mr. Beast Burger reminded me that of something that I had personally tried to block out, which was that <laughs> in September of last year, Mr. Beast, who already. Let's talk about Mr. Beast Burger. Let's back up. Mr. Beast Burger. Yeah, I was about to ask for you to back up, but then I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't need to know this one, but I appreciate you. (laughs) Unfortunately, you do because the statistics I'm about to share with you will shave years off your life, and I'm sorry for that. So he launched in, you know, a few years ago, he launched something called Mr. Beast Burger, which is a ghost series of ghost kitchens so it's it's a restaurant that doesn't have a physical location they just mm-hmm. do deliveries in at this point thousands thousands of cities i think it was maybe 1700 last time i checked so he is like quietly taking over seamless in every city in the world are people buying this burger is this a profitable business yes it is and so in september he opened the first physical location of Mr. Beast Burger. It is in a mall in New Jersey. And I went there on the opening day. And 
there were 10,000 people. Imagine, first of all, imagine 10,000 people at a mall. I can't. I can't imagine a mall at this point. What I you- can't. I can't imagine a mall. It was at the American Dream Mall in New Jersey, which is like someone got all the roller coaster tycoon cheat codes and just put everything they could think of in a mall. And then there was no one there until Mr. Beast showed up and he went to the opening of this restaurant. He was going to work the front counter. And so everyone had a chance if they lined up to maybe possibly get a few seconds to be handed a burger by him. And 10,000 people show up from all over the country, people of all different ages. I talked to a lot of people who were either children saying, I love Mr. Beast. He's so much fun. This one kid told me he likes him because he makes a lot of money. Then his mom said, and also he does charity. Um, And (laughs) his mom was like, please don't embarrass me. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Like, can we go on the record by saying my son? (laughs) does respect charity. Um, And then there were people who were just obsessed with how good he is at YouTube who wanted to talk to him about, like, there were a lot of tech bros who were interested in finding out how to grow their audience. And everywhere that I have ever been that is Mr. Beast related. So, like, when I went to VidCon, he was there and there was a line out the door to just, like, not to pull out another biblical analogy, but, like, just to touch him. Just to have, like, a bit of his... Just touch his robe and maybe be healed. Okay, so back to this Mr. Beast Burger opening in oh, a yes. mall in New Jersey. Yes, yes, yes. The children were just absolutely feral. Like, it was it was packed. People were shoving past each other. People were cheering every time any door opened anywhere, just in case it might have been Mr. Beast. The visual... I will never... <laughs> out of my head of this like random guy with a bad goatee sweet looking kid most powerful person this new jersey mall has ever seen oh undoubtedly um how was the burger how was the food thank you for asking so i could not wait in line and they would not give me a burger for press reasons so i went home and i ordered one from a ghost kitchen and i I'm a woman of mediocre taste. Like, I love things that are bad. And this was too bad even for me. But I like the fries. So. It's hard to fuck up a fry unless you're in and out. Listen, the burger did taste just like eating cardboard. But the fries were delicious. So you got to hand it to him a little bit. Do do you? (laughs) You actually, under no circumstances, have to hand it to him. (laughs) My last question um, is is Mr. Beast a net good on society or a net bad or net neutral? The rare thing on the internet. <laughs> it's hard for me to say that any man with that much money could be naturally good. I think he has to fight past a lot of evil inclinations. <laughs> I'll give, I think I think he is very very smart, and he is not the worst person. To have this much power because his quest to remain bland does really neutralize him from a lot of evil potential, I think. But I also think he desires a more mainstream fame. Like, I think he really understands and respects YouTube, but you can tell Mm -hmm. he wants to be Elon Musk. He wants to have, like, a spaceship company or something, like, also ridiculous, he wants to buy a social media website and then yeah. ruin it and then have multiple people hate him and then do a poll asking people if he should remain CEO of said company and then get voted out. 
He's already doing so much better than that. He literally tweeted after that. He was like, you should let me be CEO. And Elon did one of his, like, not out of the question posts in response. I'm sorry. I need this. We need to go. I'm. Thank you so much for your time. This episode's <laughs> over. I need, I need to lay down. I need to go. <laughs> I need a nap. I need to reconsider my life. I don't know yeah. if I'm making mistakes or if I should have less faith in humanity. And I'm feeling a lot of things. Thank you, Kelsey. Well, I think you, that is a healthy choice on your part. <laughs> I think I respect that. All right, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so please subscribe. It's the best way to never miss me learning some information I perhaps should never have found out. Please leave a rating and review an app where Spotify and tell your friends about us. Tell Mr. Beast about us. Mr. Beast, come on the show. I have, I have some questions for you. You can follow us on Twitter at ICOIM underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions about influencers I know nothing about, and I'll find someone to explain them to me. It'll probably be Kelsey. And you can also always drop us a note at ICYMIAtSlate.com. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader and Rachel Hampton with help from Sierra Spragley-Ricks. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of audio. See you online. Or in a coffin. I tweeted something today and someone responded, thanks for sharing after I didn't get any likes. And I was like, (laughs) this app needs to die, actually.